here is just we're just uh, recording some conversation, a series of conversations that we find ourselves having by ourselves all the time. We talk a lot about healing. We talk a lot about wholeness and uh, really about what it looks like to live the best version of yourself and the best version of your lives, whether that be career, whether that be a mental health or maybe that be physical health. And we just thought we, you know, bring this conversation um, to other, to the masses and and hopefully it inspires others to, you know, level up and love their life, right? This is called the love haze, and we really just kind of want to talk about uh, rethinking how we love our life. So uh, thanks for being here. So first and foremost, I kind of want to talk about how we got here. Mm -hmm. So the love haze kind of came from uh, a couple of different things that, that I've been doing with my writing and with just... Um, I think having different revelations uh, in life as I go along my journey and have experienced different things and realize that um, things can really be a haze sometimes, uh, but also it's necessary. Uh, sometimes love comes out of, of the haze. Love comes out of difficulty. Um, a, a better lived life comes out of things that uh, can sometimes be difficult, but also that everything doesn't have to be as difficult as we always make it. Mm. And so one of the things that I endeavor to do is always to be transparent in my journey mm -hmm. and always to talk about like how I got here because I believe that uh, information and knowledge is key to us being able to go further uh, as a people. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. One of the things that I realized along the way was uh, as I misstepped and made mistakes uh, was that there were other people who would come out of the woodwork after I was transparent about my journey and say, hey, you know what? I, I actually went through that and, mm -hmm. and this is what happened to me and I'm so happy that you're telling your story. And I think that sometimes we repeat patterns because we just don't have the information. Sometimes we feel like we're alone right. and it's just me that's experiencing this and everybody else is out there living this happy and fulfilled life and everybody else has, has their stuff together. And here I am struggling with this thing. And so often what happens is that we are actually not sharing our stories. Yeah. And the love haze is just birthed out of uh, this, this belief that I have and that we have that we we profit and we gain knowledge and we glean understanding from sharing our stories yeah. no matter what that looks like our, our disappointments our victories um our challenges mm -hmm. those things that are so difficult for us and um we we advance the kingdom and we advance um um you know our our, our families by being honest about what we're actually going through Mm -hmm. Amen to all of that. So, you know, your test is your testimony, right? And we often talk about mm -hmm. how, for example, generational cycles and how in our community, especially but in all, all communities, you see generation after generation kind of going through the same things over and over. And a, a lot of times it's because sometimes the young, younger generation don't even know that they have right. inherited some cycle it's mm -hmm. because nobody's talked about it. Nobody's shared. We understand mm -hmm. that's painful. But really, you know, uh, not having silence to, you know, using your voice to break that shame, to break those patterns, and even just to try. And so uh, another part of the love haze we think is like honoring that it's a process, that it's not going to always mm -hmm. be easy. It is a haze. you got to take it one step at a time. And so we just want to socialize and normalize process. 
loving on yourself, loving on the people around you, having grace for yourself, saving space for yourself. Absolutely. Right? And uh, getting to that next best thing, uh, no matter what it looks like along the way. I think um, one of the things that, that kept me from this for so long, so this is this is has uh, been my baby for, for a really long time. And so many people have said, hey, you need to blog, you need to, mm -hmm. you know, you need to record this or, or you need to write a book, you need mm -hmm. to do all of those things. And I think one of the things that, that held me back so long from that was like this idea that I'm going to be out front yeah. and people are going to judge like my journey because I've, I've been transparent about this stuff. And there's going to be someone that shows up and says, um, well, that wasn't my experience of you, yeah. right? I didn't, I didn't get the the healed version of you, or or you're full of it, right? Or you're you're telling other people to do this thing that you couldn't do, and it kept me for a really long time from wanting to do this part of it, right? To so I'm able to talk about sharing my story, but actually being able to do this portion of it, to be able to be honest about where I am, what I've been through. And to understand that um, somebody won't agree or somebody won't identify maybe like with the healing that I've done in the past. Somebody's going to hold me to who I was in that time and in that space. And I think that if we um, hold ourselves to the old person that we used to be, we'll never give ourselves permission to move Listen. forward. And... We just have to to give ourselves permission to to live life and to and to explore healing and to um, to some degree atone, mm -hmm. um, but more importantly to forgive ourselves, right? To to atone to ourselves for the things that we've done and to understand that that was who I was then. Um, this is direct the direction that I'm going in. This is who I plan to be, and. I'm going to show up in this space as my best self. I'm going to tell my story. Yep. I'm going to walk in my truth, beloved. Come on, beloved. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it moving. And uh, we'll keep learning together and grow together and uh, continue to make advancements as best that we can. Absolutely. Um, that reminded me of something. And, of course, I completely lost my thoughts, right, about... Oh, being willing to be seen, right? So mm -hmm. both of us uh, started Brene Brown's Daring Greatly recently and the whole idea of uh, being in the arena and not being concerned about what the critics say mm -hmm. and just the vulnerability, the courage that it takes to be vulnerable when you are yes. stepping out and saying, this is me, the courage to be seen, that's something I struggle with, mm -hmm. right? Even as a performer, it's something to me that's easy to get out in front of uh, people I don't know, right, With and just get into movement and be done with it. Choreographing is even um, more interesting because of the creative process, but then doing things where I felt like I may be called to do more and being nervous to step out and do those things because mm -hmm. of fear of judgment, same thing. Right. And um, just really having to learn to let go of things that no longer serve us. And that's really what we are trying to put into practice right now. Like not being able, being willing to be seen doesn't serve us because it does not serve the other people around us who need our stories mm -hmm. to help them move forward so this is where we are family right um we try to figure this thing out as we go it might not be perfect uh we're trying to settle into the discomfort of this thing absolutely and uh we're just happy that you're here with us we mentioned to you that 
this is a series of conversations, so this will be the first of a couple, we hope, uh, over the next couple of weeks. And we really want to use this opportunity to talk about how difficult it is to take the first step. So we're going to use this first conversation to talk about firsts. And because this, uh, what do you call this session, has been kind of your baby, like from the mm -hmm. beginning, and it has been a labor of love getting him here, y'all. Um, I want to start off... <laughs> Let's start with, with like your perspective of it. Um, so we are here at the point where you have taken the step. But let's back up and talk about how you know that there is something for you to do, right? What is that prompting? Where does it come from? It does not have to be a passion, right? So this is not something that you are passionate about. Um, people call it a calling, right? So how do you know you are kind of called or led or supposed to do something, especially for people who like they don't, they might not have a passion project. Maybe they just kind of have some curiosities or some pain points or ideas about things. Like how do you move from um, kind of just this idea? Maybe is it a knowing in your spirit? What is that thing? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me has been like, watching friends and family and people that I really care about, like, actively err, like, actively make mistakes mm. and feeling like there's some information that I could have shared that maybe could have prevented them from going through this particular season of pain, mm -hmm. right? And you don't know what people will do with information, but it's almost like having this feeling that... um your neighbor's house is on fire. Or I'll say for me, if I, if I watch my mama's house burn down and I don't do anything about it, I don't call the fire department, I just make sure that my mom gets out, right? Mm -hmm. But I watch her lose all of her possessions, mm -hmm. knowing that I could have done something about it to prevent it, right? So watching my friends go through some of the same repeated patterns, some of the same... Um, difficulties some of the same things that i may have gone through and i just didn't share the information yeah. with them because of my own embarrassment about possibly how i handled the situation because what happens is you know sometimes even when we give people information we want to be a savior right i want to give you this information that's gonna help you or that that's gonna save you yeah. And sometimes people just need information to know that somebody else went through this. Yes. Right. Not that this is the formula for you to be rescued or for you to get through the situation, but just like a, you're not alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think when people are able to like universalize experiences and that they're able to know that, that, um, you know, you're, you're really facing what, what every other man has met. At some point in life, we've all been in same or similar situations. Right. And it's up to you to find your own truth, up to you to figure it out. But also, there's this other information out there for you to filter through and to know that this other person not only survived, but they found their way to thrivership uh, on the back end of that. And you may be going through this in this season, and, but, but you can do something different. Yep. And so I think seeing seeing that happen over and over again and kind of like this this nudging and this this feeling. And I, I think it's from my higher power, of course, saying, so you just ain't going to do nothing about that. Mm. So you're just going to watch your people 
suffer, perish. You're right. And and you just gonna sit back and be like, oh, I'm I'm praying for you. Yeah. You know, I hope everything's okay. When you yeah. could have done something preventative. Yeah, I think that is is key. Not only an illustration about what you you could get to, but also sometimes uh, there are lessons for what you might not want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that idea. Like, basically, what I heard you say is everybody wants to know that they're normal, essentially. Or Brene mm-hmm. Brown says in her research that um, from that book, Daring Greatly, people just want connection. That is, like, the number one basic mm-hmm like desire they want to be connected to people they want to belong they don't Mm -hmm. want to be an other right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when we go through things we feel isolated we feel alone we feel like we're the only person that is experiencing this thing and so it's good to to talk about it um one to see that you're not alone but to see like you said um, how you can come out on the other side of it uh whether that be good or bad i know personally i love that kind of stuff i love watching like unsung and um Mm -hmm. You true Hollywood story yes. and any of those shows where it like t- tells the person's journey uh, mm-hmm. from what you know how they got started, how people got started is like one of my favorite things to hear about mm-hmm. and like their journey through it. So I think that's real. So you have this prompting, you know, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you should be doing, want to do, it's for the people, it's for the culture, mm-hmm. right? So then you know that it is something for you to do. So then how do you get to the point where we are today, where it's the first step. You are taking the first step. And and also, let's be real, how long that process took from, like, knowing it's something for you to do to, like, actually doing something about it. Like, let's be real about that because everybody here saying, here I am, Lord, send me. People around here, you know, like, nervous and scared mm-hmm. and running away from it. I look, I'm, 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 I'm definitely not one of those people that say, here I am, Lord, send me. I'm <laughs> Just like, Lord, let me get by. <laughs> um, and I think I just had to evolve my thinking. So one of the things that I just talked about was like moving from this this mindset of, of survivorship uh, into thrivership, mm-hmm. right? And I think that we are taught um, at base. And that's some unlearning that, that I feel like I had to do. And I think a lot of my people have to do as well. Um, that I, I don't want to live a life where I just survive it. Mm. I don't yeah. want to just get through stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I believe that, that God really wants us to have abundant lives, yeah. right? A life where we are contributing and, and a life where we are Fruitful. leaving a legacy mm-hmm. and um, building bridges for other people, right? And I've I probably known for, for 15 years that, that I needed to be building bridges. But there was this idea that Fifteen years, <laughs> It was this idea that if I can just make enough money to um, be a good husband and be a good father, and my 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 family not uh, want for anything, mm-hmm. then that was enough. Yeah. Right. But that was rooted in survivorship. Yeah. Not in in being able to thrive and to leave something behind. And um, I just been sitting on this thing and. Um, just one not I don't want to rock the boat yeah. you know nobody wants to rock the boat and I think that I run for this from this for so long also because understanding that I'm in process means that and a lot of times when uh, not that I'll, I ever expect to be famous or whatever 
But a lot of times people will put you up on a pedestal. Yeah. And think that you're somehow immune from the things that happen to regular people in regular life. Right. And I didn't want to be on anybody's pedestal. I didn't want anybody to look at me and be like, hey, man, that brother got himself together. Or you need to be more like Scott Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. Because a lot of times when that stuff happens, what I would see or what I was most afraid of was that God would call me to task and God would challenge me and God would put me in a situation that's one of my weak spots. Yeah. And I would not be able to um, make the right decision. And then there would be this entire fall from grace. And then here I am on the cover of AJC. (laughs) And did something stupid. Right. And I'm just like some other old pastor or right, professor right. or somebody else. Here, here is this person that we elevated who couldn't handle, you know, fame or the elevation or whatever. And I really just wanted to live. I ain't want God to mess with me. I just wanted to be a, a good Christian. Go on now. And, right. and, go, and pay my little tithes and go yeah. to work and not bother anybody. And that's just... I think where some folks and and since you brought up pastors, sometimes what we see in our community is often around that kind of thing. But anybody that is an influence or a celebrity, right? right? Mm -hmm. It it could you could fall into that trap, quote unquote, if you are putting on airs of perfection. Mm -hmm. But I think what we have here is an opportunity to say we are not pretending to have it all together. Mm -hmm. We are not pretending to have it all figured out. That if you approach it authentically and say, hey, this is just me trying Mm -hmm. and I'm opening up, you know, like my life for you to see us trying and Mm -hmm. talk about trying, Mm -hmm. um, then that uh, I think, you know, cushions you right a little bit from from the the fall because there is no Mm -hmm. pride that you've set up for yourself. I also think that people who who kind of go through that have somehow put themselves in a position um, to kind of judge people a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they, mm-hmm. they've judged people for how they're living, right? They, they're giving you tips on what you should be doing instead, but in, instead, what you just said. Like, we're not here to say, this is what you should be doing. I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know what we've done and if it worked or didn't. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if we don't position ourse- ourselves that way, the hope is that the same grace that we're extending for ourselves, that others would do the same. So... Mm-hmm. Um, it is difficult to be here, like putting yourself out, being vulnerable, stepping into the arena. Mm-hmm. We are daring greatly and we know some people are not going to rock with it and that's okay. And if it's not for you, we welcome you to move on. Right. <laughs> but, um, if there is something here for you, you know, like that, let's just create a space where we have grace. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has grace for each other. Yeah. I think that's the, the thing. I think also there's something to be said for this idea that, um, I can show up as my authentic self. Yeah. Uh, this is who I am with, um, with my fears, with my faults, with those things that challenge me and allowing myself, right. To have this unconditional positive regard for, for my very own self, which says that, um, no matter what I'm gonna, I'm gonna love me. Mm -hmm. Right. And also having that same kind of unconditional positive regard for other people. Uh, and being able to say like you showed up in this space um, and you showed up as a as a human being with flaws and with fears of your own but you're here and if if we're in the arena together then I'm gonna rock with you yeah and I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you right on through it 
and we gonna try to get this thing figured out together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we got some good stuff going on here. So you talked about, you know, how do you know if there's something for you to do and then how do you get from that knowing to the first step? You mentioned that took you about 15 years to, to take your first step. I also just want to offer the, the counter to that is that that's not everybody's story. I know for me, I am constantly trying to do something in some form and um, I know that I'm the person that gets in my own way because of that fear. So if I do things and I do it to higher... Uh, you know, in a spirit of excellence is what I'll say. But I do know that sometimes I um, don't play as big as I could play because of right. that fear, right? Mm -hmm. So I am I am taking steps, right? But it is probably not, um, you know, as as mm -hmm. big as steps as I could take. Maybe I'm not thinking as big as I could, but most mostly it's just that I shy mm -hmm. away from being playing as big as I could play because of that fear. So I just wanted to share that there's a they're different uh faces of what this kind of this looks like so every conversation we want to bring up a haze like what's what's the thing that's just tough and it's and it's it's hard to kind of work through we've already kind of talked about some of that though in, mm -hmm. in the barriers as far as like fear being seen fear of judgment fear of messing up all of its fear mind you i hope you hear that it's always fear is the culprit anything else like what else what's the challenge in getting started and taking the first step what's the challenge in um, you know, for the first time being seen in a new way, even. Uh, I think mostly like the the back end of that, um, which is like once you're seen, mm. uh, then you start to worry about like the perception. Yeah. Right. So, I'm I'm seen, but how am I viewed? Yeah. Right and. What if I don't come off right to people? What if people don't... What if they don't like me? Right. What if they don't... And, and a lot of times it's really just that simple, right? Mm -hmm. What if people don't like me? Yeah. yeah. Right? So um, that's one of the biggest things that that kept me in my in my shell kind of for a really long time. Like um, some type of new challenge that called me to be outside of where I was comfortable for a a really long time I was comfortable with like these small blog posts and mm -hmm. you know sometimes you know with these small like Facebook posts and yeah. you know having people who just like what I said and that kind of stuff and uh, not really being challenged on my ideas and um, feeling like I shared a little bit of information but just enough to where I was comfortable and I also convinced myself that with the work that I did full-time I was giving so much of myself to help like other people. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I need this break. I don't need to be trying to help right. people 24-7. And, you know, that's not what I want to do. So, um, kind of like you said, like, not, not being as big or not operating in that space to where I convinced myself that I didn't need to do more. Like, the only thing that I really need to do was go to work, be the best I could for my veterans, and come home and just not bother nobody. Mm -hmm. Right, and spend the rest of that time just just caring about the things that um, I felt like were important to me. Even though my my truth was that this is very much important to me yeah. as well, and uh, just being bothered in my spirit that I that I knew I wasn't doing enough, uh, and no, I wasn't walking in my gift fully. Mm. Anyway. Wasn't walking in my gift fully. That's real for me. I think. Um, what it looked like is so 
I took it a step further, you know, built sites, right? And mm -hmm. making the blog posts and reaching out to people in the community in a safe way. I send an email, I show up to a session in person. But one thing that I really admire about you and then other people I see around me is that their ability to self-promote in a way that it just feels cheesy to me. I feel like, no, I really don't want people to see me for real, for real. Like, I don't want people to think like, why is she always talking about herself? Like, so I've always shied away from it. And really, I think what I'm learning is that there's nothing wrong with sharing with people what you're working on. Mm -hmm. um, and if I want more and think that I am made for more, then I've got to overcome that, mm -hmm. that thing. And all of it is limiting beliefs from fear, right? right. Um, I think the recurring theme you'll see in, in most life is that there is either love or there is fear. And there, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but either you move and make choices towards love, mm -hmm. right, which is courage, which even if it yes. doesn't feel good and warm and fuzzy, mm -hmm. you either make choices towards love or you make choices towards fear, mm -hmm. right? And so for so long, I think what we're both saying is that we made choices towards fear. Mm -hmm. And so we are now together as the hazes, right, taking steps um, Amen. towards love, mm -hmm. which, is, which is beautiful. So then um, one last question before we wrap it up. What has helped you overcome, right? So all of the barriers you just mentioned, you knew you were called, took you forever to do it, even um, still all of those limiting beliefs and, and fearful thoughts. Uh, what, what helped you overcome and what helped you heal and, and move forward? Um, I think a lot of it really has, done, and at the risk of sounding really corny, I really have to say that like this this partnership has really helped me mm. a lot. Like um I think being um gently nudged mm. uh into gently. into like this is <laughs> like this is what you're supposed to be doing. So and this is what you said you wanted. So when are we doing this? When are we moving forward? When is your website gonna be up? What day? <laughs> Let me get your credit card so I can I can pay for this website for the year. That type of thing. But um along along with, with God continuing to nudge me, because I'll I'll never downplay God's role in that, but just like um uh, also sending this this uh partnership my way, this this woman who said, Okay, um you can't continue to say that this is what you wanna do and then there not be action behind it. Right. And for so long, I was able to allow myself to say that this is what I wanted or have like these ideas in private and nobody else get the information. Mm -hmm. Right. Or maybe um, my Facebook or IG followers get the information and nobody else. And people say, hey, other people need to hear this. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. I'm out. <laughs> and. Uh, but being being pushed into my purpose, mm. uh, being nudged into my purpose, uh, and also my gift just making room for me. Uh, I think people yeah. are asking me to like, hey, can you come and speak on this thing? Can you give your perspective? Mm. And me having to be like, hey, this is who I am. You're going to give me raw and uncut. Yeah. I might cuss. <laughs> right. This is who I am. But also understanding that there's a space for people who want to hear uh, not big word, words and a whole bunch of psychological jargon and all that other yeah. stuff. They want to know, like, how do you do this from day to day? How do I live my regular life mm -hmm. and understand that in this moment, 
I'm scared to walk into this next step. Because Ooh, can we stop when, <laughs> there for just a minute? That's sure. a word right there from the Lord. People think that in order to do something, or I'm assuming that people think, this is what I hear from people when I talk to them about their dreams, um, being scared keeps them from taking action. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say that absence of fear, um, fear is the thing that you need to move for, uh, past, right? You have to do it scared. Like we mm-hmm. sat in here nervous, is all get out right uh re-recorded several times took deep breaths said a prayer and still there's some nerves there even as a performer any audition i might go to right Mm -hmm. um any new piece that i have to submit as a writing assignment there is still fear there i'm nervous um but you have to do it scared so i don't want to stop you but that's Mm -hmm. that's important to know that just because you do it doesn't mean that you're not scared you do it anyways absolutely absolutely and i'm speaking from uh, a perspective of, of a person who um, loves the comfort of yeah. like where I've been planted yeah. uh, for so long and I've taken time to like you know create this safe space yeah. and this environment where I'm super comfortable and then here you come talking about like there's new territory over here there are new things that we need to do and I think the thing that you challenged me most on was like the prayers that we pray together, mm-hmm. like the consistent prayers, hey God, you know, can you enlarge our territory, like allow us to advance the kingdom, of, uh, give us what we need for the journey. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at me like, so you're just going to stay planted over there? <laughs> but I, the reality is nobody really wants to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I want to, if I'm going, going to the beach, I just want to put my big toe in the water. Like, I don't, I don't want to uproot, right. I don't want to uproot everything I got going on go jumping into this new environment because what if it doesn't work? And you know what? It might not work. And that's, that's the thing that has impacted me so much about Darren greatly, right? Because for so long, I prided myself on just showing up. Yeah. Right. If I can just show up. Oh, but I showed up, right? And giving myself credit for that and allowing myself to then go home. But more than showing up, right? You have to show up as the best version of yourself and present and get in the arena and talk about what you have to talk about and be prepared for the win or for the loss, right? And then for the lesson after. And it's just about way more than showing up because it, it took me so long just to even show up. I, for damn sure, I didn't want to get in the, arena, in the arena, right? And have all these eyes on me, right? And people being like, so what you about to say? Yeah. Oh, word? You ain't got nothing to say? No. All right, bet. We out. <laughs> <laughs> and feeling like I was just going to be stuck there and have nothing for the people. And then you paid all this money to come and see me. And... I have nothing of substance to say. So I think that's, though, a difference between being called and, mm-hmm. like, you just showing up yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So for someone, like, commissioning you, like, saying, hey, we have a place for you, a mic for you, right? We got, like, the the people are here. They are willing and ready. And you just right. got to show up versus, like, you say, you know what? I think people need to hear from me. Let me <laughs> buy out this space, sell these tickets, right? right. Create my own platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a difference here that, that you did not start there and say, like, hey, everybody listen to me. Mm-hmm. Everyone, lots of folks have come to you and said, hey, like, 
this this is something you should listen to and I believe that those are all nudgings from from mm-hmm. God from the Holy Spirit I think that's um, something that people can take from like how do you know what's yours to do like what are people asking you to do constantly um, what are things that you're really good at what are pain points what are problems that Right. Uh, you have to solve like like what are those curiosities that you have about the world what would make it better for yourself and other people around you like those are things that you have to lean into to move forward into purpose living right purpose filled mm-hmm. uh living so the other yeah. part of that though is when you start to when those questions are asked mm-hmm. as they inevitably will be um you start to have to review those parts of your story that you have dealt with uh, for me in therapy, yeah, those things that that um you've healed from, those things that you aren't the proudest of, mm-hmm. right? And that's what transparency looked like. That's what it looks like. Um, that's what it requires of you, and it requires you to to share those not so proud moments as well as you you're sharing your victories, your defeats, um. The moments when you reacted, when you were not so proud, yeah, right? Yeah. You're you're answering all of those questions, and a lot of times we would rather not revisit that stuff. You know, I want to talk about my victories. I want to talk about when I won. Yeah. I want to talk about when I when I bought my house or when yeah. I got my new car and when I did all these other things. And a lot of times we want to be in process, but we don't want to talk about the process, right? We don't talk. Want to talk about the ugly part. And what it looks like. More importantly, we don't want. I don't want to talk about the ugly parts of me, yeah. right? Because there's some things about Scott that are, um, unsavory, <laughs> right? They're not the most desirable on, behaviors. Okay. <laughs> um, and you can you can get some of those parts of me mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. right? I'm 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 in this moment. I'm I'm showing up the best that I can mm-hmm. with the information that I know. And um, being honest about who I am, yeah. And there's some there's some other parts of me that are still in process of healing. So what I'm sharing in this moment yeah. are the parts of me that that are healed. Um, I'm sharing with with folks the parts of me that still need to be healed. Yeah. And there are yet still some things that I don't even know, some work that I don't even know about that I have to do. And being in the arena means being in front of folks who understand that. Um, all parts of you are there. I don't. I would. I would disagree. I think that yes, being in the re- arena. Um, I don't think that we can expect though for everyone that's out there to understand that. And I think the point of being in the arena, the point that Brene is driving home is that, or at least in the beginning, is that those people don't matter if they're on the sidelines, mm-hmm. not trying themselves, just just getting by sitting on the sidelines just mm-hmm. talking keyboard courage but not attempting to live life to the fullest themselves those voices do not matter mm-hmm. what does matter the voices that do matter are the people that show up for you consistently that know mm-hmm. who you are that know that you're trying that can speak life into your you know your situation or that can challenge you when maybe you're going astray mm-hmm. um and so i think the point is that that there you will have a mix of those. You will have people who get it, you will have people who don't, but the point is that you got in the arena anyways, mm-hmm. I think is what it means to dare greatly is what she's saying. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. But uh my truth is that I still worry about those people when I shouldn't. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I I agree. I agree. That's real. Um but one of the things we love as a couple and in our household is music. Um yeah, it's, it's on all day. 
all times in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so we wanted to have a a, a song for each of the, the conversations that we had. Like what what moment or what music feels like the moment that we're talking about. So what is that for you today? So for me, it would be Higher Calling by Big Crit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really just talking about like we have a greater purpose mm. here, right? But a, a part of that greater purpose is the work that we can do together. Um, and that this journey within itself kind of leads us to our higher calling, yeah. right? Our um, in, endeavor to love, the endeavor to dare greatly um, in life and in love mm. and just kind of uh, will direct us to our higher calling. So definitely that big crit. Gotta check it out. We got a higher calling. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some takeaways for our people, our family that showed up with us. So, uh, Scotty mentioned Higher Calling by Big Crit. We started a playlist on Spotify. You can check it out in the link below. Uh, this audio or this video and then also we talked a lot about daring greatly uh as a resource that we has really helped us a book that we read we also saw her special on netflix called courage a call to courage uh, which was really great it really prompted us to read the book together but there is a link to daring greatly uh under this audio under this video if you want to check that out uh have someone an accountability partner maybe to tackle some of the ideas together but it really is a refreshing kind of take on shame and courage vulnerability and just kind of what it takes to show up uh in the world as your very best and most authentic self absolutely so check those things out um we hope you come back for the next conversation um so we just want to say thank you we are the haze the hazes right (laughs) um yeah we, we hope you come back we just want to say thank you and until next time we challenge you to rethink the way you love your life Hey, Keisha. <laughs>